This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 on Rock 102. All right, enough with the rain. I'll take a heat wave. Just stop raining. It is going to continue all day today. And uh, what do we got here tomorrow? Cloudy today with rain. Tomorrow, not bad. Mostly sunny. The chance of a stray shower or thunderstorm and a high of 79. But it's a rainy, muggy 65 right now in downtown Springfield. Apparently today we're going to be talking to uh, Police Commissioner Cheryl Claproot. We should be talking to her every hour. There's uh, at least three articles on Mass Live this morning about things happening at the police department. But if she were here every hour, oh. that would be less hours she'd be spending at the police department well, doing what she's supposed to be doing. I'm sure she's got a lot of comp time built up. Also, we'll be giving away the uh, the summer stimulus keyword of the day around 7.50 this morning. Make sure you're listening to that. It could be worth $1,000. So there's that and another stuff, too. It's 5.36 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 in U2 on Rock 102. So I guess there's good news and bad news. The good news is it may not be raining uh, by, say, 2 o'clock this afternoon. The bad news is it may rain every day from now until a week from Friday. That would be our entire vacation almost. Mm, yeah. Well, chance for rain in, in most of those days. That's hey, a long ways away to be forecasting weather. I mean, um, I mean honestly, these, these people don't know what they're talking about half the time. We need the rain. Not when a, uh, not when a tropical storm parks itself right over you for uh, about four or five days, and yeah. we don't need the rain, Steve. I had four drowned squirrels in my lawn today. <laughs> And you were only hoping to drown three. Yeah. Hey, what do you say? We hop right into some Hollywood yeah. In a new interview, Tiffany Haddish revealed that she had her first orgasm in the company of Nicolas Cage. Me too. Sort of. Back in 1997, when she was 17, Tiffany went to the movies with her boyfriend to see Face Off, starring Cage and John Travolta. The theater was almost empty, so they started fooling around, and uh, he got the job done, so to speak. Tiffany said, quote, as I was achieving a, a momentous moment that I had never experienced in my life, I opened my eyes and the eyes of Nicolas Cage are staring right back at me. Oh, my God. Would it be wrong to admit that uh, I had the same reaction when I saw that movie in the theaters? Uh, well, probably, but since you were probably at a matinee, it, it was even worse. It's not a kid's movie. Yeah. Uh, not the worst thing that can happen, but fa- flash forward to the present, Tiffany found herself starring along uh, Cage in the movie The Unbearable Weight of a Massive Talent, and it got super awkward for her. Nick was getting frustrated because of the vibe she was giving off, so he, she finally broke the ice by telling him the story, and his reaction? Tiffany says he, quote, laughed so hard. No, I haven't seen that movie. Is that uh, <sighs> is that actually like an autobiographical film for Nicolas Cage? I haven't even heard of that movie. What's what? it called? The unbearable weight of a massive ta- of massive talent. Uh huh. That sounds like it could be a cage movie. Yeah, like I, a uh, biopic. I watched some. Uh, I watched some Jason Bateman movie the other night, mm-hmm. thinking that it was going to be good, and, and it wasn't at all. It was. Uh, it was called Extract. Right. Yeah. And I, and like I don't know. He's usually funny in these movies, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. So this is probably one of these movies that you know they make, 
and you don't hear about it because it's not that good. Well, you shouldn't judge his entire career based on his uh, acting skills and say, like, Teen Wolf 2. No, but I'm just saying that, you know, this is a more recent movie. He's done a lot of funny things. Uh, I thought, hey, I'll give this one a shot. Apparently, not that funny. Well, Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris is also in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That's oh. the only other name besides Tiffany Haddish I recognize. Right. Uh, Dave Navarro shared a picture of himself at a beautiful beach looking at his phone. He said, quote, look up, look around. You're missing your own life again, Dave. He was hoping to inspire others to put their phones down once in a while as well. By looking at his phone. Yeah. On a beautiful beach. Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. No, it's kind of uh, actually the opposite message. Uh, The best uh, gift Kaylee Cuoco ever received was from her husband for their third wedding anniversary. She got a plush version of her dog who passed away last year, along with pink pajamas with his face all over them. That was the best gift you've ever received? She must have received some pretty crummy gifts. She's only been married three years. But pink pajamas with a dog's face all over them? A dead dog's face? I know. Is it, a, is it a picture of the dog's face after it was dead? No, I believe it was a happier picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've immortalized your dog, your yeah, dead dog, yeah, yeah. with a picture of his dead face. Yeah, here he is. This is right after the car hit him. This is before the vet put his <laughs> eye, closed his eyes. Uh, little Baby, an NBA star, uh, James Harden, got pulled over in Paris, and Baby was arrested for possession of marijuana. Harden was not arrested. They're both in Paris, in Paris for the city's annual fashion week. Ooh. Wow. Big doings. Yeah. Uh, 12-year-old Roy Silgeman was eliminated from the Scripps National Spelling Bee last night thanks to instant replay. The judges initially ruled that he spelled his word right, but they reviewed it and realized he got one letter wrong. So the award went to the girl. Wow. How many judges are there? I, From what I remember, I think there was only three on that panel. Three is a lot to have the judges not know how to spell a word that they announce a kid has won, and then they have to go back and look at the video. I mean, yeah. I don't know how this kid said it or if it was, you know. So the well, word. It, it must have been one of these situations where the, you know, either two of the judges or all the judges lost their place and the, the guy, you know, reading the words say, no, 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 that's not right. And then all of a sudden you got to go to the instant replay. It's spelled M B Stoma, A M B Y S T O M A, but he said I instead of Y. Yeah. Oh well, God. and the judges presumably have the correct spelling in front of them and would hear him. Unless they heard I instead of Y, and then they began to question what he did say. This is this is why yeah. when you're ever watching a spelling bee, there's a lot of could you repeat the word, you know, yeah. or could you you know say it in a sentence, yeah. or you know there's, there's just a lot of yeah. But they don't say repeat the spelling, and if they didn't hear a Y, instead they heard an I, then that's on the judges, not on the speller. Yeah, it does surprise me that uh, so many people with the answers in their hand mm-hmm. would have to go through this. Yeah. The instant replay. When did we add instant replay to the uh, Scripps National Spelling Bee? They're they're all recorded for that reason. But I don't remember. I wonder how many mistakes went by in years past. Oh, probably oh, plenty there were of them plenty. before uh, sure. the instant replay came along. You don't you don't remember the uh, famous 1982. Uh, Scripps spelling bee brouhaha. 
<laughs> I believe forced the uh, institution of instant wanna, replay. One of the kids smashed like a like a beer bottle and started cutting people yeah. on the stage. I remember that one. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's Clash of the Cones is coming to the Food Network next month. Six ice cream makers have to come up with flavors that capture the essence of a celebrity. These celebrities will include Kevin Bacon and Ludacris. Well, the bacon one is easy. You add bacon. Yeah. Right. What do you do for Luda? Ludacris. Ludacris. Mm, I don't know. Mm. Oh, Luda Crisp. How about that? Oh, yeah. Now yeah. you put yeah. some, put some right. waffle cone in there. So uh-huh. you know what I'm doing. Like Rice Krispies. Yeah. Like Rice Luda Krispies. Sure. There you go. Uh, Ed Sheeran said the three artists that others try to avoid releasing music on the same day with are Drake, Taylor Swift, and Adele. I hate the Drake. I hate the Drake, too. He also said those three make him strive to work harder, even though he hasn't released an album in four years. So the the releasing of an album is something that does take uh, quite a bit of time. These three have made a pact not to release an album on the same day? No, 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 no. What he's saying is, is that when you release an album on the same day that they do... You could pretty much forget about selling any records because all the money goes to those three artists. Yeah. So they find out what days they're releasing music, and they won't release their music on the same day. There's loads of strategy when it comes to release dates of, mm. uh, of music or movies, for that matter. I want to hear the, what the Drake has to say. And uh, no. and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. What's better than helping yourself? Vax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Woodfire Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, there are many people in the world whose reckless alcoholism creates a breakdown in certain boundaries. Even the most dysfunctional alcoholic isn't so hung up on the quality of what's killing him. Far more concerned with the hunt to seek forage and conquer whatever sort of liver damaging libation stands between them and an evening of blackouts. While many of us are more focused on drinking things that taste good in a moderated atmosphere, the alcoholic would be happy to guzzle down rubbing alcohol that had been filtered through a dirty diaper if it thought he'd get him a buzz. And that's where yesterday's news of Coors Light uh, has made uh, something kind of unusual. They apparently have arranged with the Stanley Cup winning Tampa Bay Lightning to create a new limited edition beer that will be made directly from their melted home ice from Amelie's t- uh, Arena. Yeah, that's right. Beer made from pure, satisfying Zamboni water from the very same ice that the Tampa Bay Lightning skated upon to win back-to-back NHL championships. Now, before you get too excited, you should know that this beer will be sold in limited qualities and uh, quantities and only be available in 32-ounce growlers at select Tampa-area liquor stores. It will be available just in time for next week's Victory Parade, too. Now, as a fan of sports collectibles, the idea of owning a 32-ounce championship growler seems like a pretty cool idea. But the idea of drinking beer made from ice shaved from a hockey arena that's been skated on by a bunch of toothless championship goons and the Montreal Canadiens make my stomach turn. Granted, I'm sure that some people will find that to be delicious. I just don't happen to be one of them. Now, this is not the first time that Coors has done this. The Penguins and Blackhawks have also had their home ice repurposed, bottled, and sold for charity. I'm just no longer the kind of guy that needs to ingest hockey ice into my system in order to feel like I'm part of the team. You have dudes sweating, bleeding, and drooling all over that ice for three periods. I swear to you, as God is my witness, I have never been that thirsty or that desperate to catch a buzz in my life. And if I become that way, I would like to be brought to a facility and left there for 28 days to sober up. 
But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up Rocky's July sales flyer in your phone or your computer. It's loaded with bargains like the Cabot Deck Stain Sale or the Craftsman Power Tool Sale. Every month there's something new on sale, jam-packed with savings, and you'll find it all at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Tom Petty and Rock 102. So it'll probably rain until early this afternoon, steady. And then uh, there may be passing showers, which could possibly salvage part of the day and the evening. Uh, but don't count on it. it. We are That tropical storm is working its way up through New England. And um, I guess the only good news is, if you saw the news last night of last night's rush hour in New York City, Man, was that a mess! And yeah. this morning is expected to be that way too. Well, so. I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know Rhode Island is one of those areas that uh, gets bypassed by the storm. Oh yeah, that would be as it, it comes up the I-95 corridor. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to take every uh, every route. Yeah, well, plus with the re- renumbering of those exits, it could get lost too. Uh, Police Commissioner Cheryl Clapper will be joining us later on this morning, and around seven forty-five, seven fifty, we'll announce the next summer stimulus. Key word of the day, your chance of winning $1,000. You know, I suppose uh, I could look at this time right now as the best time of my life. I am... uh, Why? Well, because uh, things are happening right now for the first time ever. I'm... uh, We are about to become uh, Hall of Fame broadcasters, and I am a uh, Airbnb super host. I have uh, I actually achieved this status a while ago, mm-hmm. and um, you know I, I bring this up because you know obviously I uh, I rent the place down in the villages, and it's interesting now to be the host because I have been the renter on many occasions, and I do remember there was this one time when uh, a friend and I rented a place, and we unknowingly scratch the floor in, in this uh in this condo how do you unknowingly scratch a floor when you, when you furniture? slide a futon from one side of the room to the other ah, and yeah. don't really realize because of the lighting uh that you've in fact left a scratch directly from the spot where the futon had been to where it is now yeah and also didn't notice on the uh listing it said right on there uh, do not move furniture. So what ended up happening was is that that host ended up getting a, a, an estimate for a repair that was like $475. And I was like, there's no way I'm paying that much money. There's no way it's going to cost that much to m- remove that. Let me get my own estimate. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, two, three days later, she's, uh, okay, uh, actually, I got it fixed. It cost $75. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it did. <laughs> So you now, know, I'm going to guess that that uh, that slumlord did not have the same designation that you got. Well, see, here's the deal. I mean, you know, there's a good side and a bad side to this. When I was renting the place myself through uh, a Villages for Rent website, I instituted a deposit, a security deposit, and. Uh, I told the story before the second renter I ever had was a guy who was in there for a month and every day it was something new and it was stupid stuff. 
He didn't, he, he didn't know how to change the volume on the TV. There wasn't enough uh, hangers in the closet. Mm. Uh, the ice maker wasn't uh, staying cold enough. You know, these kinds of things. And then by the end of the month, uh, there were also scratches on the floor. I ended up keeping his $500 deposit because it was my depo- my instituted deposit sure. by the way I was renting back then. By renting through Airbnb, they're the ones who hold the deposit. And if I have to make a claim against that deposit, there's a whole bunch of hoops to jump through and things to be proven. And so a, a, a guest leaves yesterday and my property manager tells me uh, one of the bathroom, the bathroom door, one of the hinges is broke. So... You All know, right. I, so. I, I, I emailed the guest who had just left and, uh, I said, you know, what, do you know anything about a broken hinge on the bathroom door? No, I don't know anything about it. Worked fine for us. <laughs> See, and, and some people are like that. They can, and how am I supposed to be able to call them out on it for two reasons? One, because it's just a broken hinge. That means I got to pay somebody to fix the hinge. Sure. But it's not something that needs to be replaced, so I'm not going to be making a claim to Airbnb to try to recover it through the deposit. It's not big enough to go through all the Exactly. Hassle. Gotcha. So, plus, if I... See, now here's what I don't do. I, I don't stay on top of reviews. I became a super host in the past with the, with the assistance of other people, and... Uh, that status has simply been maintained through no particular effort of my own because each tenant, <clears throat> each renter rather, writes a review of their stay. Now, I am supposed to write a review of them as well, and I have no idea what I would say that I wouldn't just say the same thing about, about everybody. Well, you're not, you're not occupying the, uh, the building. You yeah. don't really get a chance. To, everything would be at the... Uh, uh, like hearsay for your property manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, but if I was to, let's say, review this one that just left yesterday and I wrote uh, stains on the carpet, stains on the furniture, door off a hinge, this, that, the other thing, they can then get angry and write a bad review about me. And then I could potentially lose my superhost status. And I just got my cape. You got a cape for that? Yeah, yeah. You got a cape. You got a big H on the back. Yeah. I don't. Know. I. You know. What is. What is really the. Uh, the superhost status. Get you. Well, wait, wait, says the, here. What's the gain there? Superhosts are experienced hosts who provide a shining example for other hosts and extraordinary experiences for their guests. Once a host reaches superhost status, a badge will automatically appear on their listing and profile to help identify them. The superhost terms and conditions apply. Now, that's a hyperlink, so I uh, go to the terms and conditions. Oh, my God, look at all this. Superhost evaluations, superhost badge. Mm -hmm. Qualification is automatically evaluated every three months. Uh, If a host satisfies the performance standards and qualifications for the most recent 12 months from the review date, then you are automatically eligible to become a superhost. Eligible. Superhost status is automatically revoked at the next review if you did not meet the performance standards during the previous 12 months. See, 
piss off one renter, they write a bad review, right. and all of a sudden, I may not qualify next time around. Yeah, yeah but uh, honestly, though, I mean, is there really... Do you feel like you're getting any more out of the super host status? Well, I mean, you, you've you've barely had any time when someone wasn't renting the property, right? It's been rented more often than not. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like your your like uh, your Uber rating. Mm-hmm. Now I got I got a a four point nine two. Yeah. Now I don't know what uh, what I would have done uh, to have uh, knocked myself down from that five star rating. I, I assume it was probably uh, I, I I don't even know I, I I couldn't even tell you what I would have done because when I take an Uber I'm pretty quiet I mind my business the guy's chatty maybe I'll have a conversation but I leave a good tip I walk away you don't know whether the four point two which is of course a four point nine two rather right. is is a oh, I can't say this word cumulative cumulative uh, cumulative uh, thing of all other reviews as opposed to maybe just one person gave you a bad review and that knocked you down to a 4.92 yeah but you know i had a five for so long and then all of a sudden it's down to a 4.92 yeah but that's what i mean you think it's based on one ride or based on an average of all of the rides where maybe two or three people said well he kind of smells see but it was like it was like a like you know one day I got a five. The next day, I got a four point nine. So it's like someone must have given me a really bad review to okay. knock it down. You saw a change from one day to the next, exactly. Yeah, and right, I don't know what right. the hell I did. Well, but but at least you know who the driver is. Maybe I, would, I mean, how I, many Ubers a day do you take? Well, at the time that I was, uh, t- you know, I was like out of town, so it was, mm-hmm. I took multiple Ubers throughout oh. the day. So I can't necessarily pinpoint one or the other. Uh-huh. It's not like I wrote their names down in a ledger. Well, but it would be in your it would be in your log. But if you were taking more than one a day, then yeah, yeah you're not going to figure out. Who I mean, it that was. goes that goes back a few years now, so it's not even worth uh, investigating it. But yeah. it's like I don't know. If if I get anything out of uh, mm-hmm. having a five star, you know, like what's what's I, in, what's in it for me to be a great customer all the time? And here's I don't know either because listed right here under benefits, super hosts enjoy special benefits which can be found at the super host program page. These benefits may be subject to additional terms stated on the page and may be changed or discontinued at any time with or without notice to you. Mm. But there's no hyperlink to the Superhost program page. So I don't I don't still don't know what the benefits are. You know, this is one of the reasons why I've never had any real desire to buy a property and rent it out. It's like, you know, the hassle of I mean, I understand like, you know, financially it, it makes sense. That and that makes sense from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But the amount of effort and hassle to make that money, to me, I'm not the kind of guy that would make that worth it. It would not be worth my time to go through all of those uh, all of those calisthenics or a few extra bucks. You know, it's kind of like uh, we used to talk to Dave about this with his uh, when he'd open up another store, or you think about the franchisee of the Dunkin' Donuts who owns like every Dunkin' Donuts within a forty mile radius. If you hire the right managers, then it's not that much of a headache for you. 
And and I had I started with a good property manager. Uh, I lost him. I have another good property manager. And as long as the property manager, particularly when you're 1,100 miles away and you can't just go there for a problem, if you have good managers, it's not that bad. Yeah, it really isn't. I know, but it's it's so f- hard to find good managers. I it mean, can be. Yeah, look at uh, look at us for example. What do you mean? How many managers have we had in this place, and how well, many can you say of them were good? Uh, well, I'll let you know when, uh, <laughs> when we get one. It's six twenty-three with Bax and O'Brien, Rock one hundred two. Lots of companies. Six twenty-six with Bax and O'Brien, Rock one hundred two. Cheryl Clapper, the uh, commissioner of uh, the Springfield Police Department, will be on the phone this. Yeah, on the phone this after eight o'clock this morning, and later on next hour, we'll give you the keyword of the day for the Rock one hundred two summer stimulus. Your chance of winning a thousand dollars. Oh God. Please stop. Please, Oreo, just just stop. They're, well, ro- they're rolling out two new flavors now. All right. What are they? Apple cider. I don't need that. I, I don't see that in a with a chocolate taste. And and salted caramel brownie. Uh, maybe I see that one, but the apple cider one, I don't. Uh, that's not necessary. Whatever just happened to the good old standard greatness yeah. of an Oreo cookie, and not the thin ones. Those those are those are people who are lying to themselves. The salted caramel brownie flavor will have two layers of cream, including caramel cream and brownie flavored cream. See, now I told you, I I just bought the. Uh, there's a chocolate cream inside the Oreo, right? And it's doubled. It's a, it's not as thick as a double stuff, but there's But it's defi- thicker than the standard. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. The apple cider donor, uh, apple donut rather, apple cider donut Oreo, coming out in August, uh, will have apple flavored cream and golden Oreo cookies. All right, that's a little bit different. All right, it's a little bit different. But still, I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's just not necessary. No. I mean, you know, the, the Oreo by itself is almost the perfect cookie. You know, it holds mm-hmm. up in milk. It's delicious. And yet we're always trying to find ways of improving something that's already perfect. Although I do have to admit, I still have five packages of the Lady Gaga inspired Chromatica Oreos. Yes, I'm sure you do. <laughs> and, and you're saving those because yeah. of its collectability. <laughs> exactly. They'll be worth something someday. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Guy walks into a bar. He sits down and he orders a triple scotch. Triple? A triple. He must be thirsty. And the bartender says, that's quite a heavy drink. Is something wrong? And the guy... Just you know, pounds down the shot and then asks for another one, and, he, and and at the same time he responds and says, "Yeah, I just got home and I found my wife in bed with my best friend." And the bartender goes, "Oh man, that's as the bartender's pouring the second triple drink, and he goes, that's horrible. No wonder you need a stiff drink. I'll tell you what, this one's on the house," says the bartender. So the guy slams down the second uh, scotch. And the bartender says, uh, so what happened? What, what did you do? And the guy goes, oh, I walked over to my wife. I looked her straight in the eye, and I told her we were through. I said, pack your stuff and get the hell out of here. And the bartender says, well, that makes that makes sense, but what about your best friend? And the guy says, I, yeah, I walked over to him. I looked him right in the eye, and I said, bad dog. Ah! 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 
the wife was in bed with the dog. No wonder you need a triple. <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Hey, everybody, it's back. I want to tell you about my bathroom. You've heard me talk about it the last couple of weeks, and you know it needs an upgrade. The tub, the shower, they're long overdue for a step up, and that's why we've contacted Yankee Home, the Never Caddy Wampus Company. A real person takes your call, and they show up on time, and my wife and I were able to design the bath we wanted in no time at all. And Yankee Home can install the entire project in as little as one day. If you call Yankee Home right now and tell them back sent you, you'll receive 60% off installation with no money down, no interest, and no payments for a full year. Call or visit yankeehome.com and use the keyword backs for something a little bit extra. It's yankeehome.com, keyword backs. Treat your family to a world of action and excitement. Motocross at the WIC 338. The WIC 338 in Southwick is considered the Fenway Park of motocross tracks. World-class athletes compete in racing that'll have you on your feet with family-friendly entertainment that's also fun as hell. Saturday, July 10th, it's the fifth round of the 2021 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Kids under 12, half price, under 6 free. Get limited VIP and preferred viewing while they last at thewic338.com. See you at the Twisted T Southwick Motocross Pro National on July 10th. The COVID vaccine is a critical tool to protect yourself and to end the pandemic. But you might have questions about its safety. The same safety measures used for all vaccines were followed for the COVID vaccine. Tens of thousands of people participated in the studies to demonstrate that the vaccine is safe. Millions of people of different races and ethnicities have gotten vaccinated and only experienced mild side effects. I got the vaccine to protect myself, my family, and my patients. To learn more, visit baystatehealth.org slash best shot. So, you're considering getting your house power washed. Who are you going to hire? I mean, it doesn't make much difference, right? Some guy, a power washer, it's a no-brainer. Unless you don't want your house severely damaged. That's right, doing it wrong can really mess your house up. That's why you need the wash doctors. They're fully licensed and insured and trained in plant and property protection to prevent damage to your home. Don't take chances. Get it done right by the wash doctors. Serving Springfield, Mass. to Hartford, Connecticut. Go to thewashdoctorsllc.com. 6.32 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The National Weather Service issued a series of watches and warnings for Massachusetts communities as Tropical Storm Elsa makes its way up the coast. The center of Elsa moves... Uh, Moved into South Carolina Thursday as the tropical storm warnings were issued from mid-Atlantic. We're just going to see a lot of rain today. Yeah, and and, and the thing is in South Carolina, and we're getting rain all the way up here. Yeah, it's a pretty big storm. Damn. This is, this is just, it's tiring. I mean, you know, look, I realize people were like, oh, God, it's so hot, these heat waves. This is not better. Now, you see, here's here's the problem, uh, and, and it's not to be you know, self-centered or selfish, but, you know, uh, we picked one week this summer to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. We could have picked any week, yeah. but uh, we chose this week specifically. And what happens? Yeah. We've got these storms this week. Yeah. This coming week. This is, what it is, this is why, you know, I know someone who got married, uh, I forget if it was last weekend or the weekend before. No, it was last weekend. And, yeah, it rains. You yeah. plan the thing for over a year, mm-hmm. and it rains. Now, I got a cousin uh, who's getting married this weekend in Florida. So you got to believe they're, you know, they're getting they some They need more- a place to stay? Because I'm a super host. <clears throat> I'm yeah. sure they would love to hear that. But I'll I, have I, the it, soup, please. Yeah, it's... <laughs> 
it's a different part of Florida, and, oh, and, okay. and I'm pretty sure that uh, you know everyone's all set with uh, accommodations. Right. But you know, you go into a, a wedding like this, and you're still going to get the uh, the southerly end of the storm. And yep. it's like, eh, not. I, 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 you like to say, well, that's terrible planning. No, it's not. It's just uh, it's coincidence. You can't you can't expect you can't predict it. You can't know it. You you just you hope for the best. Mm-hmm. I had uh, my uh, my daughter's birthday party on Memorial Day weekend, right? Oh. And it was like pouring out and freezing, like freezing cold. Yeah, uh, I was okay with that because that meant that people weren't going to stick around. You know, they drop yeah. their kid off at the house. They don't. You know, everybody wants to hang out when it's nice outside. Right. Nobody wants to hang out with a bunch of kids when when it's raining out. So they drop their kids off. They came back a couple hours later, picked them up, and that was the end of it. And now, were you still there when they came back to pick them up? No, I had gone to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like six Jägermeisters in. Yeah. I'm not staying in the house like, with all these kids. kids. I actually ran into one of the parents at the bar. They're like, hey, I left your kid on a trampoline. With a knife. Yeah, and some fireworks and gunpowder. The uh, Holyoke police uh, arrested a uh, shooting suspect on Wednesday and confiscated a gun after a concerned citizen called in a suspicious vehicle complaint. The uh, department said on Tuesday a call about a suspicious van operating in the Appleton and Elm Street area led to the arrest of 21-year-old Manuel Jose Sanchez, who was very dirty, by the way. Very dirty. Uh, Of Jacoby after officers found the van parked by 145 Essex Street. A semi-automatic pistol was located in the rear of the vehicle. It was later determined a passenger in the vehicle was involved in a drive-by shooting at 177 Elm. Police uh, did receive calls for shots fired, but a damaged vehicle was consistent with bullet holes uh, was located on the scene. On Wednesday, Sanchez was arrested by Holyoke detectives along with members of the FBI Western Mass Gang Task Force, Massachusetts State Police Gang Unit, and the Hamden County Narcotics Task Force. He's facing multiple charges. Anyone who has any inf- <coughs> extra information about this case is asked to call the Holyoke Police. So, wait, I'm sorry. He was arrested yesterday? Wednesday. Wednesday. But you, did you make reference to a second arrest? No, they couldn't arrest him on... They, he, he was not at the scene I on see. the first day, okay. and then they arrested right. him the second day. Right. It's just, uh, you know, and we're going to talk to Cheryl about this later because she just made, she's changing the narcotics unit of the Springfield Police Department into a gun unit because there's just so damn many guns out there. You got a gun guy? I got a gun guy. She's going to have a gun guy. A bunch of gun guys. Yeah. A uh, Massachusetts man who accidentally shot and killed a co-worker at a moving company using a shotgun he found while unloading a truck has received a suspended sentence with probation. 23-year-old Yamil Rosario Rosado. Uh, what was it? Uh, Rosario Rosado Dano? Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Rosanna Rosanna Dana. Uh, of Webster was sentenced Wednesday after pleading guilty to involuntary manslaughter stemming from the September 2019 death of Michael Fontaine. The uh, men, who were friends, were unloading a truck uh, at the New World Van Lines warehouse in Auburn when Rosario Rosado came across a 12-gauge uh, pump-action shotgun. Thinking the gun was unloaded, he pointed it at Fontaine in jest, uh, yeah. and he pulled the trigger. He was uh, Fontaine, uh, who was 38, was of Hopkinton, Rhode Island, died of a shotgun wound to the chest. The prosecution asked for a five-year jail sentence, but they gave him a two-and-a-half-year jail sentence that was suspended as long as he stays out of trouble during probation for three years. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And the conversation, I'm sure, was only, what do you got there? Is it 12-gauge? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a twelve gauge. Makes it, it makes the ten gauge look like a pop gun. <laughs> That's a. I just feel bad. I mean, I know you're not supposed to do things like that and point load point guns. You're always supposed to treat every gun like a loaded gun. But it was just an accident. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't agree. Um, there's there's the difference between accidents and intentional is the word negligible and this was negligible right. it was it was worse than an accident because it was stupid and clearly it was less than an intentional act but negligible for somebody you know for an adult negligible or some, negligent either or it's the same word it, it's it's just you're stupid you were you were neg- you should know you don't point a gun at somebody it just it, it, it I, I don't have a lot of compassion there Steve the uh, headline news television series Forensic Files 2 will feature a program about the investigation into the homicide of Lisa Ziegert as its season premiere on Sunday. To Ziegert, a 24-year-old uh, schoolteacher assistant at uh, Agawa Middle School, was abducted on April 15th of 1992 from her part-time job at Brittany's Garden Gift Shop. Her body was found four days later on Easter Sunday. She had been raped and stabbed multiple times. Her highly publicized homicide remained unsolved for 25 years despite extensive efforts by investigators Using new scientific uh, phenotyping testing on DNA found at the scene, police assigned to the Hamden District Attorney uh, District Attorney's Office identified Gary Sheriff as the suspect in the case. Sheriff of West Springfield was arrested for the crime on September 16th of 2017. He pleaded guilty to first-degree murder on September 25th of 2019, waiving his right to a trial. Where does where does this show air? It's headline news. Uh, it's it's oh. part of C- it's CNN's oh. headline news. Uh, now, this is they the, do original programming. This isn't the same. Uh, well, I mean, are they, are they doing the same thing like they did um, with the Dateline? I think this is more of the because Dateline was a more of kind of like the fresh interviews. Right. I don't think that's what this is. Uh, Forensic Files is more about the science and the gotcha. DNA and all that stuff of it. So. Um, By the way, just to go back a, a second. Yeah, I know you want to correct me on negligence. Well, I mean, negligible means like like a small and unimportant detail, as opposed to negligent means there's fault. Right, like mm. the big hat that Kramer's friend uh, Bob Sacamano had down at Battery Park for forty bucks. The yeah, the difference, difference is, is negligible. negligible. Yeah. Exactly, it's not negligent. <laughs> it's difference. Uh, all right. So we went through our uh, grammatical check. I just, yep. I'm just, I listen. I, I just don't want you to have to be wrong about that. I mean, mm. I, there, there is a difference between the word. There, there's, there's different definitions. And the difference is negligible, or is it negligent? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Why do we get involved in these stupid little? Arguments I don't know. Like that? I don't know. Just because. Just because why? Because we're like, because we're like brothers now. Because it's, because this is what brothers, you know, three. As a guy who grew up in a home with three brothers, step brothers. Uh, yeah, yeah, either way. As a guy who grew up in a house with three brothers, you can get into some pretty stupid arguments. Well, this is and this is also uh, the last day before vacation, and you want to go out with as much uh, with as with as much uh, confrontation as yeah, possible. Yeah. Uh, here's some shocking news out of UCLA. It turns out men like meat. What? You don't say. Yeah, but the reasons behind it are pretty interesting. Researchers talked to 1,700 people about their meat-eating habits because, you know, this is what we need to spend money on. Yeah. You, spend, you send your kid to UCLA for, what, 50 grand a year? Mm-hmm. And tell hey, them to look into the meat-eating. Hey, we found out that men like meat 
Shut the front door. Here's the check for the next semester. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the 1,700 people bought the meat-eating habits and found men like meat more than women because it makes them feel masculine. There's a stereotype that that meat makes you manly, and it turns out that men eat all types of meat more often than women do, including beef, pork, chicken, and even fish. But some meats are manlier than others. Men who feel the uh, need to follow traditional gender roles tend to eat a lot of beef and chicken. Fish and pork are seen as less manly. Oh, I disagree with that. Uh, have you ever had a cod in your mouth? I have. A big cod? A big, giant a one. A big, slimy cod in your mouth? I've had, I don't an, know, or- I had an orange roughie down there, too. I was offered one once, but then they, they took it back, and I realized it was a cod tease. Ah, oh, um, hilarious. I, where the hell was I? The last few, the last week, the last few days, I was in some place that had um, like all these foods that that I wouldn't normally eat, and and on the counter was like this, almost one of those spinning things, and it had uh, wild boar meat, water buffalo meat, and what was the the, the third one? I kind of went what, but the water buffalo one really threw me. Was it the Ostrich burger? Thinking about trying those. Nah, I, I understand what you're what you're thinking. Uh, they say it's uh, what, what? it's a little gamey. <laughs> yeah, it's also uh, what is it? It's uh, but you eat twice as much. I forget what the first line was. <laughs> There's less fat, but you, but eat, you twice eat twice as, as much. much. Yeah, but yeah, no, these are like you know like those packaged meats like you would get at uh, Cracker Barrel yeah. or. Um, uh, like a Whole Foods, yeah. But what am I thinking of? Uh, the the now closed store in the mall that had all the sausage and oh, stuff. Oh, like the, the Hill, uh, like the Hillshire oh, like Farms. Right? No, Hickory Farms. 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 There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people you know, like that kind of gamey meat mm-hmm. because it's you know it could be it's it's more natural. It's not loaded with you know you know chemicals and steroids like you would find say. In every other store in America. Yeah. Uh, Arnold sells, like, uh, rabbit and stuff like that. Kangaroo, too. Kangaroo? Kangaroo? Kangaroo Yeah. Where do they get that from? From kangaroos. That's got to be a a hell of a jaunt. I mean, kangaroos are in Australia. Well, yes, but they may be uh, kangaroo meat farms here in the United States, for all we know. We just don't know where they are. Kangaroo meat farms? Sure. Uh, heard a little is, more locally sourced kangaroo meat. I heard that place is really hopping. Twenty-two <laughs> 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 uh, year old DoorDash driver named Justin Gist was bringing someone their food last Wednesday in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and he got pulled over. He didn't have insurance or a valid driver's license, and it turned out he also had an outstanding warrant for missing court, so he got arrested. But the good news is the people he was bringing the food to food uh, to <laughs> still got their lunch because. The police stepped in and delivered it. Jonesboro police mm-hmm. posted body cam footage of an officer showing up at their door, and they were kind of freaked out at first, like, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah. yeah. Imagine if they were having some kind of a drug operation yeah. going on in their house. Where the door dash yeah. driver was going to in order <laughs> yeah. to get the drugs. Right, right. Yeah. That's, I bet you that's probably why they went That's there. probably why the cops did it. They yeah. thought maybe that's where the guy was going. But then he asked if a woman named Sherry was there, handed them their food, and told them their door dash driver had been arrested, and uh, but here's your food. Does, does uh, DoorDash or Uber or Lyft not do 
driver checks to see if you have a suspended license or an unlicensed ve- or an uninsured vehicle? Well, I mean, you when you applied for the job, you could have had all those valid things, and I don't know how often they run the checks to see. Well, I, I'm asking if they run them at all. Do they do I, it in, I initially? Would Im- I, would I think imagine, you do. Yeah, I would imagine you would have to. I mean, that could I be. I don't le- know if that's public information. Well, it's probably not public information uh, until someone is arrested. I mean, if, if they request that information, like any other question on an application, I think they do vet their drivers as best they can. I mean, yeah, it's, not but to, it's, it's not to say uh, uh, an applicant couldn't lie about that information. And as best they can does not necessarily mean by getting non-public information. See, I wouldn't be a good cop. I would uh, have eaten half of that stuff. Oh, I would never I have delivered it. Hey, uh... I thought I had an order of fries in here. Uh, no, you didn't. No. This uh, is what, only what the DoorDash driver had on him. This what? is, uh, you know that, where, wherever the food's from. Yeah. Uh, you know that place. They always get the orders mixed up. Uh, Why my... is there ketchup on your lip? It's not ketchup. I uh, bit my lip. It's blood. It's a, it's a meatball sub yeah. from oh, yesterday. Crap. Somebody yeah. just do- somebody ordered the kangaroo meatballs. We got to find some kangaroo meat. We should try it. Yeah. No, thanks. You know, you know what? When you come back from vacation, I'll uh, I'll arrange nah. for some game meat to be served. No, you ever had uh, venison? Yeah, I've had venison. What do you think? Uh, I'm not crazy about it. What about elk? You ever have elk? No, no, elk? I had elk. elk. Elk is delicious. Elk uh, has to be like marinated or something. Oh like, yeah, because it's so gamey. It does. Ha- I never knew what the term gamey meant until I tried elk for the first time, and it wasn't. It was just elk, like, sirloin tips or whatever. Right, but it can be delicious, though. It probably could be. Yeah, I found uh, I found venison too gamey. We used to, I, I told you this before, my brother used to be part of this uh, thing with all his redneck friends up in upstate New York. They'd sure. all go hunting all year, fishing, all that stuff, and then they'd have this big, giant party in March, right around the uh, Daytona 500 weekend, or mm. February, February, March, you know, that kind of area. And uh, they would cook this. Uh, they'd cook all the stuff, and they'd have like pickled deer heart. Yeah, no. and uh, a raccoon cacciatore. Mm, that does sound good. And uh, like frogs' legs, and yeah. like it was just. Uh, they were hunting frogs too. Well, the entire place didn't smell like um, any of that meat because all of these rednecks were consuming that meat along with Keystone Lights. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it just smelled like a giant gas cloud. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> a hell of a party. Disgusting. <laughs> you, there is a flash flood watch uh, in effect until 4 p.m. this afternoon for all of Massachusetts. It's going to rain today, and it's going to suck. High of 79 tomorrow. Sun supposedly peaks out, but there's still a chance of some more rain tomorrow with a high of 79. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Springfield's Classic Rock at 655 and Eric Clapton on Rock 102. Uh, I had to go up to the office, which means you walk by the front doors and you just look outside and just... Uh, for, for a year and a half, we basically sat in the house. Didn't go anywhere. Couldn't do anything. Uh, even uh, during the summer last year, mm-hmm. you know, it only... Actually, no, even the summer last year, what am I talking about? Even then, you, I, you wouldn't go and eat outdoor dining because it, it just, you know, it was too new back then. Now, here we are, finally. Everything is reopened. The, the uh, restrictions have all been lifted. And then this is the crap we got to put up with. 
for days. Well, I mean, you could always uh, eat indoors. I know, you don't want to eat indoors. You want you waited for music. You know, bands are playing. Three different things last night. I, all I, got canceled. I ate indoors last night. Had myself a hell of a time. Yeah, at least two of them probably not going to be happening tonight, or or at least moved indoors. And uh, tomorrow night, possibly the same thing. It's just and on vacation next week. Every single day has a chance of rain. Now, she said, you know, 30% probably for those days. It's right. not like they're going to be rain outs, but think about the last two days. Sure. Completely rained out. Rained out. I mean, today's going to be raining all day. No, I, actually, I she that. said like by 2 o'clock this afternoon, it might it might have stopped. But, you know, when, when I hear someone say there's a 30% chance of rain, to me that says there's a 70% chance that it won't, or at least 70% of the day will be fine. That's what I hear. That's how I interpret that. Yeah, see, but that's not that's wrong. It's not that seventy percent of the day it won't rain. It just means that there's a thirty percent chance that it might rain at some point. It could be five percent right, of the day, which, which is why I said there's a seventy percent chance that it won't. Mm. You know, I mean, I gave you two options there, so it's like, you know, I, that's that's how I choose to interpret it. Now, to me, that's a little bit more optimistic in saying, oh, thirty percent. The whole day is in the crapper. Not quite. No. Not quite. It is if it's at the wrong time. Like like if music starts outdoors at five o'clock and five o'clock is when it starts to rain, then you're kind of you're, you're screwed. All right, but if it's uh, if it's at noon, if there is when the rain starts and it's done by two thirty, I'm okay with that. Yeah, well that's fine, but I don't uh, know. It's just this is depressing. Ah, listen, there's a lot of things in your life that are, that are probably uh, more a, a bigger contributor to depression than anything else. Well, of course. And I and I try to rate them, but uh, right now you this is like what a, we're talking about. You need like a spreadsheet with mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, with a with a bunch of columns and oh, rows. Yeah. yeah, it looks like uh, one of those crime maps. It's six fifty eight with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. Red Sox fans, pick up a power view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, the Olympic Games in Tokyo are set to begin in exactly two weeks from today. That's 10,000 athletes from 200 different countries crammed into a carefully distanced Olympic village, all of whom will be competing in 339 different Olympic events in a city that's been ravaged with an explosive uptick in Delta variant COVID cases. What could possibly go wrong in this situation? The good news is that as a fan of Olympic competition, you won't have to find out as fans and spectators have now been officially banned from attending these Olympic events. You see, Japan is in a state of emergency. And yesterday it was determined that perhaps allowing tens of thousands of people into various stadiums, venues, and facilities in the world's most populated city is possibly a really bad thing to do. Especially true with only 15% of Japanese citizens have been vaccinated and the Delta variant cases are up up to 17% over the last two weeks. But you know people, some folks think they're completely immune to that sort of thing and that bad things could never possibly happen to them. Except sometimes they do. And to prevent anyone from getting too cocky, the Japanese government has not only banned spectators from the Olympics, uh, they're also asking bars and restaurants to suspend alcohol sales while the Olympics are going on too. So if you've got yourself a ticket and you were expecting to sit in the stands to watch an afternoon of gymnastics or swimming relays, 
You'll have to do it from your Japanese hotel room with nothing to drink but the overpriced juice boxes from the Honor Bar. In other words, this is going to be the worst Olympics ever. And don't get me started on the opening ceremonies because that won't be much of a celebration either. In other words, the best seats in the house are at your house. And perhaps the luckiest athletes in the world are not the ones who will be there, but the ones who are fortunate enough to fail a urine test three weeks before they board a plane to get there. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. How long you been going to Rockies? All your life, right? Well, unless you're 95 years old, it's probably been a few years you've skipped going. But they opened up their first Rocky store in Springfield in 1926, 95 years ago. And just like back then, good people and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock at 710 and ACDC and Rock 102. So the eye of this storm, they just said, is like five miles east of Atlantic City. So think about the width between here and Atlantic City and double that on the other side of the eye. That's how long this is going on. Yeah, for. that's kind of a big storm. Uh, well, maybe it'll be over by the end of the day. Yeah, I don't think so. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open, open Line, line Friday. Open Line Friday. Keep your filthy hate speech to yourself. Yeah. Don't stay in this Hall of Fame show. Yeah, well, I can assure you this is this feature is not the one that got us in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I don't know about that. In fact, this one probably will get us banned from the Hall of Fame. See, I would think the classic rock lyric quiz would be the thing that would have put us right in there. Could have been. That was a long time ago, though. I still think it was Pot Pie Week. 293-1021. The phones are wide open. Wow. Maybe uh, maybe the phone lines were washed away by the flooding. Yeah, I don't think so. Could have been. Don't believe that's the case. Might might have been. Phones are a little uh, slow going. What the hell? There we go. All right. Maybe. Uh, okay. Here, yeah. we, here we have it. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Josh. How you doing, guys? Very good, Josh. What's on your mind today? Oh, not too much. Uh, just wanted to say I love your show, and I look forward to hearing you guys every day. Well, thanks a lot, Josh. And uh, your radio voice is something I think that you should be able to capitalize on. Hey, John, Mm -hmm. I know you don't remember me, but we've met several times in person. And I got to say, over the radio, you sound much shorter than you are in real life. (laughs) I have have been told that before. And of a different race. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Thanks, Josh. (laughs) See ya. You guys have a great morning. You too. Thank you very much. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Are you talking to me? Hey, hey, there we go. What's going on? Hey, it's RJ. Congratulations, guys, on the Hall of Fame. I've been listening to you guys for, like, forever. Uh, I just want to say congratulations, and uh, make sure you get your butt feathers on today. Uh, Can thank you, you. Are, are, are you, you five uh, seconds stop putting up a are, are you hammering something? Am I what? Are you hammering? Oh, no, that's rain on my truck. No, it's it's rhythmic. It's it's it's. Well, it's, it, could one, the, it's a, it could be the wipers. Oh, it could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. you go. All right. Well, thanks. Hey, you, uh, pre- hey, hey uh, how do you blindfold an Oriental person? No, 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 no. Sorry, not doing sorry. that. No. Put your wipers on. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? 
Good morning, Hall of Famers. Ah, there we go. Ah, yes. yes. How are you doing this morning? Well, Terrific. The damn... All right, so I wanted to call and say thank you very much. I won $1,000 yesterday, and I did not use the letter E at the end of grill. <laughs> Good. You didn't. Good. You wow. had to spell it right. Uh, wow. Seriously, uh, you... you... Uh, uh, see that, Zach? Yeah, yeah. See, see, see you, you honestly, you won the $1,000? I did, sir. Yes, I did. That's Somebody awesome. From Iowa called me. When are you? Uh, when are you coming to get it? Oh, they mail it to me. Hey. Oh, they. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Well, yeah. Con- well, congratulations to you. I'm sure it's Thank in the mail sir. already. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The check is in the mail. Yes. Yeah. And right. It's, and it's only a cold sore. Right. We've all heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Spend it wisely. Vacation. All Thanks. right, you, you too. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Hey, guys, it's some macadamia. <laughs> what's what's on your mind today? Hey, I haven't called you in a couple of weeks. I've had laryngitis. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Right, so, I thought so, that was a setup for a yeah, joke. I thought there was a punchline <laughs> coming up next. What's uh, What's on your oh, mind no, today? No. No, no. I wish it was uh, first of all, um, on a serious side, uh, I want to congratulate uh, you guys on uh, the Hall of Fame. Uh, the, the nice going. I just were, was there anybody else eligible though? <laughs> no. As it was turns, there, yeah. it turns out this was a very special year. <laughs> we were the only ones uh, that were nominated. The only nominated. Yeah. Only nominees. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Congratulations. A win is a win. That's yeah, it. Thanks. That's it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you okay. very much. Right. <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Chris. Hey, Chris. What's up? Hey, I'm calling to make a donation to the GoFundMe page for John O'Brien. <laughs> I don't have one. Why? Oh, I thought I saw a GoFundMe. You mentioned the other day there's a chance you probably weren't ever going to have sex again. So they were going to say, I'm done with it. I'll have the castration. I was just calling to make a donation. <laughs> okay. You know, you know, know what? The boat's not leaving the dock anymore. The train's not pulling out of the station. So you might as well just call it a day. I, yeah. I hadn't well, really thought of it that way, yeah, but well, I like your thinking. Watch the Facebook page. We'll post up the link when we get it together. Yeah, thanks. Well, it's actually, it's not going to be a GoFund. It's going to be unfund me because it's not working. So <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be unfund me. Yeah. John O'Brien, go unfund me. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, right, anyway. Right. Yeah. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, you. Hey, you. Hey, I finally got through what's going on in a tropical storm, and everyone sit at home and just call the radio station. What the heck, man? Am I right? Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're yeah. right. You're always right. Hey. Okay, great. That's great. Hey, I got a joke. (laughs) Okay. How about the idiocy of the Olympic Committee, huh? How about them when there is a severe strain of COVID going around that they're going to hold the Olympics anyways just to pass this virus to every nation and every country in the whole entire world? How idiotic is that? This is a joke? Yeah, the only thing more idiotic than that <laughs> is buying tickets to an Eagle concert and not figuring out how to get rid of those tickets. It's, I mean, it's, no, no, the stupidest thing is buying the insurance and then canceling, and then canceling the insurance and not being able to go to the show. When you need it the most. Yeah. And, and there's that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you. Okay. Bye. Thank you.
Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Ed. What's up, Ed? How you doing? Hey, not too much, man. Just congratulate you guys on your Hall of Fame win there. Thank and, you. Uh, I also have a joke for you. Okay. okay we're ready. Okay, ready? Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? I eat mop. <laughs> I, uh, I I eat mop. Who? No, I eat mop. Oh, mop. oh, mop. mop. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. I eat mop. Who? That is very disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. You guys have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. That's the thing that's going to get us in again next year. Yeah, it's, it's only one time. <laughs> Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Yeah, this is uh, Fred. Hey, Fred, what's up? I just want to say, screw that guy that won the $1,000. Why are you rubbing that in my face? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. Well, you'll, you'll just have to participate on your yeah. own, and you can win $1,000. He's gone. All right, uh, so the lines are wide open. Pretty good chance that anyone calling will get on. Your chance for open lines yes. on a Hall of Fame program. <laughs> Okay, here we go. There we have it. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Rusty Knox. Joke for you. We got a really bad connection connection on that one. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, This is John. What's up, John? I have a joke for you today. Okay. Um, This guy is driving down Pendleton Avenue on a spider, (laughs) and he sees a sign, Grandma's Whorehouse. So he pulls in, and he walks in her front door, and he says, is that side signed true? And she says, yes, it is. I'm grandma. So he says, how much? She says, twenty nine ninety five plus tax. So he pays it, and she says, walk right down that hall and, and into that door. So he walks down this long hall, and he walks through the door, and the door closes behind him. And he looks around, and he's outside. So he reaches over, he tries to open the door again, and it's locked, and there's a sign on the back door, you've just been screwed by Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's on Pendleton Avenue on a spider? What, what are the odds? Yeah. That's, a, that's incredible. <laughs> All right, thank you very Thanks. much. Wow. Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Yeah. Okay, okay, there yeah, you yeah. have it. Uh, yeah, rock. I'm sure, it's the rain and the lines. Sure. Uh, rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Eric Carl. Screw you guys. <laughs> it's not us guys. It's just Steve. <laughs> it's just Steve who's got the issue. Yeah. All right. Uh, rock 102. What's going on here? Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Vince the Plumber. Hey, Vince, what's up? Uh, not much. Just wanted to call in, say hi. I haven't been on in a while, so uh figured I'd give you a call. I'm heading over to go golfing right now, and this is horrible, horrible. <laughs> you, could, you picked a good day for you, it. You really going to go golfing? I was try- I'm trying, you know? Yeah. Nah, I wouldn't bother. Well, stay Just go yeah. to the clubhouse. Yeah, stay dry out there. Well, I was going to do that, and or I was going to go buy some uh, black pepper cheese, go source, you know, store to store. Yeah. i go with the cheese. Yeah, that's probably a better deal. I, I'm thinking that's going to be the best way to do it. Yeah. You might be yeah, right. Probably. You might be right. All right. All right. Thanks for the call. Right, boys, later. Take care. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? It's Dad Joke David from Sydney. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I got some dad jokes for you. Uh, okay, we're ready. Not so. I asked my mother, I said, how much is a couple? 
and she said two or three, and I said, well, that explains why your marriage didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> is there more i hope my, my father and i never got along no he never complimented me and he said i'm a seismologist son i look for faults ah! <laughs> you know it's a five minute walk from my house to the bar and it's a 35 minute walk from the bar to my house why is that? The difference is staggering. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, how do fetuses indulge themselves? I don't know. How do fetuses indulge themselves? They order womb service. <laughs> Dad joke, David from Sutherland. Don't call me later. Just call me uh-huh. Oh, very good. Very yeah. fine open line Friday. Award winning. Just about 722 when Rock 102. Hey, 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 you know what today is? It's Fish Fry Friday over at 7B's out in Westfield at the corners of Route 10 and 202. There you'll find Chef Jeff in the kitchen cooking up the freshest daily delicious food specials. Eat. It's 725 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. If you miss uh, any Bax and O'Brien show, Especially while we're on vacation, because you can always go back and listen to old programs to make you feel like we're still here and still working every day. Uh, you can find it on BaxnoBrian.com, also on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. It's all brought to you by Gary Thomas of the Wealth Technology Group. And Baxi's musical podcast this week, my uh, my guest uh, is Jerry Casale from Devo. He's got a brand new record out that comes out today. And then on Monday, uh, my guest will be Frank Agnew from uh, the Adolescence TSOL Social Distortion. He's in a new band called Greg Antista and the Lonely Street. They got a new record out, which is really, really good. And you can find that out on BaxandO'Brien.com. You know, I, I realize that we're not the world's policemen and uh, that it has been uh, America's longest war. But um, this pulling out of Afghanistan thing, Richard Engel on NBC News last night showed what had been a U.S military base in Afghanistan, maybe Kabul. I, I don't remember exactly where. Um, and we were supposedly going to leave it to the Afghan army so that they could use it for what we had been using it for with, with all of the stuff there, all the computers and, and all of the equipment and all of that. And we basically stripped it of everything, including the power um, it, it just, it seemed like one of those things where, and you keep hearing this, it happened in Iraq and it happened in Iran that, you know, whenever we leave, we, we always seem to leave a mess. We're not, uh, the, 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 they can't be super hosts no, we're, well, this way. And they're going to lose their five-star rating. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it, the Yelp reviews are going to be very, very bad. And then this morning they're doing this, you know, they're showing the president had said that, uh, any of the people who worked as interpreters for the U S military will have a safe home here in the U.S. because the Taliban would kill, the, the Taliban consider the interpreters to be traitors, and they will kill them. And then they're interviewing this one guy who's still alive, four years, still in Afghanistan and alive, four years after putting in for citizenship in the U.S. And and others have been killed already. And you would it's, think a guy who you know did that kind of service... They would have stepped up the game a little bit faster than four years. Yeah, or or stepped it up at all. And yeah. then you know when the president comes on and says you'll have a home here, how? 
When? Where? Yeah, can I can I get on the plane today? Can I have at least some details? It's 728. News is next to Rock 102. On one of those summer evenings when the twilight... It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, receive 60% off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. There is a flash flood warning in effect uh, for t- until 4 p.m. this afternoon. It's just going to rain all day long. Well, until 4 p.m. Well, it's still going to suck. Until 4 p.m. Yes, but then it's still going to rain like tomorrow. Well, Sunday I know, but and- hopefully you get uh, to go somewhere tonight, see some bands playing, unless they cancel them because it hasn't stopped raining it by 4 p.m. Isn't uh, wasn't like yesterday the the rain date for the previous day? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday <laughs> was a rain date for the Wednesday night concert in East Longmeadow, right? Uh, which does not have a double rain date of tonight. And uh, and it was also supposed. It's tonight. There's a concert uh, on the plaza at MGM. Last night there's supposed to be a concert on uh, Court Square. That does not have a rain date. So it just it's depressing. Which is brought to you by Zoloft. Yeah, I wish. (laughs) Uh, Springfield uh, Police Department is introducing a a new unit to address gun violence in the city. Aggravated assault with a gun is up 26% in Springfield, so Captain Keenan and Commissioner Claproot are banking on this unit working. A total of 111 guns have already been confiscated by Springfield Police this year, an increase since last year. Dozens of people have been injured or died from shootings in the city this year alone, something the police department is setting out to stop with the new firearms investigation unit. And uh, Commissioner Clapper will be on uh, the phone on this show after uh, 8 o'clock to talk about that program. Yeah, they're basically turning the uh, narcotics unit into a gun unit. Who's going to deal with the narcotics? A task force that involves a number of law enforcement agencies. Well, who's going to take over the stuff that those guys were doing? They're already doing that. Uh, oh, I'm told that the rain date for yesterday's concert now is August 18th. Oh, well. Well, there you go. Yeah. Close. Hopefully it won't rain that day, too. That would suck if it did. Yeah, I bet it does. Officials say three of four inmates who escaped from a county jail in western Illinois have been captured. Authorities say 35-year-old Jesse Davis, 26-year-old Cody Villalobos, and 23-year-old Eugene Rowitz were taken into custody on Thursday following Wednesday's escape. Police were asked to, to call, or people were asked to call 911 if they saw 36-year-old Zachary Hart. Fulton County deputies learned of the escape Wednesday night after one inmate went with, missing from a cell block in the jail in Lewiston, uh, about 200 miles southwest of Chicago. Did you say three or four or three of four? Three of four. Oh, okay. I thought it was like that... Uh... Yeah, maybe three or four. Yeah. <laughs> One lump or two. Yeah. It's, it's not Pete Puma. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was uh, later determined that the uh, three that three others were also missing. Uh, officials say Davis was captured in Fulton County while Villa Lobos and Rowitz were captured in the adjacent Peoria County. They don't say how they escaped. Yeah. They or they don't want to say right. how they, they don't want to because they don't want to give any ideas. Yep. They don't want to tip their hand or give somebody else the idea this is how you escape. You know, I can see escaping from a state prison, but a county jail, you're probably only going to be there for no more than two and a half years. Uh possibly, but you also might be getting might be just being held for trial. Oh, right. And yeah. it could be a felony and it could be a state prison sentence. 
Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom has asked people and businesses in the nation's most populous state to voluntarily cut how much water they use by 15 percent amid a drought. The uh, water conservation urge Thursday is not mandatory, but it demonstrates the growing challenges of a drought in the U.S. West that will only worsen throughout the summer and fall and is tied to more intense wildfires and heat waves. Man, what we wouldn't give for a drought right about now. Yeah, maybe we can ship them some water. I got to tell you, man, we we flew over the the Hoover Dam and Lake Mead Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And they were showing, like the guy said, look, 20 years ago, that water was up and it was it was a good like twenty feet mm-hmm. that that water source is going to be depleted probably within the next twenty to thirty years. Depleted, depleted, bone dry, bone dry. What about uh, what about the rain? Well, yeah, there is no rain out there really. They don't get a whole lot of rainfall. What about uh, some garden hoses yeah. running over to the to the water? Well, someone's going to have to pay for all that water. Well, of course, but nevertheless. No, but it was uh, it was pretty interesting to see. Now you have that whole area of Las Vegas, and then there's like parts of New Mexico that use it, and parts of California that use it as well. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have a, a big giant problem where a lot of people are probably gonna be migrating out of those states because there's no water left. Yeah, but we'll be dead. Well, that's a happy way of looking at well, it. Isn't it. In other words, it's not our problem. Well, it will be our problem Late- when we're co- when we're called upon to help pay for it. Not when we're dead. Ladies and gentlemen, a view through John O'Brien glasses. <laughs> See, it's everything sucks. Well, no, it's just uh, you know when when you talk about uh, uh, debt, you know, well, we're going to be saddling our young with debt for generations. Sorry. Well, <laughs> yes, that's the way I, I know you see it that yeah. way, but uh. it's not a sustainable way of doing business. Well, it's sustainable for at least a generation. You are quite the humanitarian. No, he's I, not. I, no. I am. Thank you, Steve. You I like to think of myself that way. As long as humanity, humanity begins and ends with him. No, not necessarily. Federal regulators are considering allowing state prisons across the country more technological options to combat contraband cell phones. That's according to a, a FCC online meeting agenda uh, for, the, for this past week. Pr- prisons of... Yeah, but sound it out. Sound it out. Prisons officials have long said contraband phones represent the greatest security threat behind bars. The commission is not expected to address uh, out-and-out signal jamming, which corrections officials want but is banned under federal law for state prisons. Instead, the mechanism being mulled by regulators would allow officials to use technology at state prisons to identify specific contraband phones. That information could then uh, be sent to cell carriers who could shut the signals down. I just, it's you know it's hard to believe with all the technology we have. I, I understand the reason they passed that law of not blocking cell signals is because you can't just confine it to the prison. People who live around the prison are going to be losing their cell phone service as well. And, but it's just hard to believe that 20 years later they haven't refined this uh, uh, geofencing. To the point where it ends at yeah. the fence. They should just have Dollar General build prisons because you ever try to get a signal inside of a Dollar General? <laughs> you cannot get a signal inside of a Dollar General. No, no matter, matter what Dollar General I've been in, you cannot get a cell phone signal inside of Here's a Here's a better idea. How about yeah. building a prison in Longmeadow since nobody can get a signal in that town? Oh, yeah. I'm sure Longmeadow won't have any problem with that. Yeah. I, I think you're... Uh, don't, don't the... Uh, 
riling the locals here back. So, I, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just yeah. saying. What? They're putting a prison on uh, on Laurel? <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> they're knocking down the park? That's right. They're putting up a prison. Who needs who needs uh, tennis courts? You know what I uh, I really, really want? What no, do you tell want? me what you want, what you really, really I want. I want a zig-a-zig, ah, but I also want a uh, a cell phone jammer for myself. One of those personal ones. For yourself? Yeah, I know. They're completely illegal, so I can't get one. Well, why do you want it for yourself? Because I want to be able to, like, you know, if I walk into, uh, let's say, a coffee shop, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody's yip-yapping on the phone, I just want to go, Nyeh! Zip, oh, I see. Drop their yeah. call. Mm. Yeah. There was a guy in Florida who was caught doing that uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. And got a fifty thousand dollar fine from the FCC. Pretty steep. Well, because he was he was doing it while he was driving, and he would shut off like people talking on their cell phones. Uh, he didn't like that idea that people were violating the law, even though he was violating the law himself by jamming their signals. Oh, he was doing it to fellow drivers yeah. while yeah. they were driving. And I the, got it. And the way they found out that it was him was through like surveillance cameras on the highway mm-hmm. because it was happening at the same time almost like every weekday oh, okay. while this guy was going to work. Right. And then they pinpointed it to, to, to him. Hmm. But uh, I want one. Just so I can mess with people. Yeah, see, that's part of the reason why they make it illegal. Because there are people like you who just want to mess with people. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, there actually there is. Well, it depends on what people you're looking to mess with. Well, in general, messing with people is usually not considered to be a justifiable reason to make something legal. Yeah, we should change that. Uh, police have charged two main residents with drug crimes after a mother complained that she found a medication used to treat opioid use disorder in her son's Happy Meal at McDonald's. Auburn, oh. well, Auburn Maine? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was an Auburn Mass. I no. saw it on Mass Live, and I thought it was here. Well, that's probably what they thought. Yeah. That's why they copied and pasted it and put it on Mass Live. Hey, it's Auburn. It's right nearby. <laughs> Auburn police said Wednesday they reviewed video surveillance footage and concluded the incident was the result of an accident by an employee. They said the employee had the medication, Suboxone, in a shirt pocket and bent over to retrieve something when it fell out, landing in the Happy Meal box. Police said the employee who dropped the prescription had obtained it illegally from another employee earlier in the shift. Oops! What's going on at this McDonald's? I don't know, but did Mayor McCheese have a statement? No, he was uh, in the corner shooting up ketchup. <laughs> they charged one and, imp- and snorting, <laughs> yeah, uh, snorting salt. Yeah, free base in the secret sauce. Uh, they charged one employee with unlawful possession of drugs and another with unlawful trafficking and uh, scheduled drugs. So, good news for the mother. Uh-huh. Uh, turns out it was in there by accident. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody was trying to harm you or your child. It, it just, it, it just fell out of his shirt. On the other hand. He had it illegally and had gotten it from another employee, so they're all going to be fired. Yep. That's pretty much how it went. Even Man. though it was just an accident. And you spend your whole life hoping for one of them high-paying positions at McDonald's, and you lose it because of your own stupidity. No, I've spent my whole life buying Happy Meals hoping I would get a Suboxone <laughs> pill, and finally somebody gets one, and he has to turn it back in. That's like getting those lead glasses from McDonald's back in the 70s. That's right. Uh, you know? Uh. Everybody wanted that. You know, I, I have uh, my 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 parents collected those those glasses. I don't remember these. 
there were there were like late seventies and they had etchings on the side of them and it was all like the McDonald's characters like you were in McDonald's land. You got like a grimace glass or yeah, you know, like one of the uh, the Hamburglar. But then they found out uh, pretty quickly that they were uh, they contained lead in the paint. So oh. of course you couldn't give that to kids, right? With the lead paint stuff. So uh, I have a set of six. A set of six yeah. or six individual ones? A set. We have the complete set. Really? So each right. but one you... was like week after week. Wow. But, you're not, but you're not drinking out of it, though. No. And apparently, like, I wasn't alive when this happened. How can you be drinking that? Oh. <laughs> what? I don't know why I thought they were eyeglasses. Dude, they're drinking glasses. I just figured that out. You're not going in for prescription <laughs> lenses at a McDonald's. I thought they were, they were eyeglasses. Clam chowder. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little free library is a nonprofit based in Hudson, Wisconsin. More than a hundred thousand little free libraries exist around the world, according to the organization's website, uh, where basically people can just go and take a book if they want to but they said after some thefts from little libraries in the city officers and staff came together to donate a bunch of books to the libraries now people can use and enjoy them again they're not bringing them back but isn't that also how big libraries work no you take the book out and then you bring it back but this is you take a book and then you bring another book of your own oh to like I, a, see. Like an exchange. I see yeah they had uh, they had one set up outside of my kids uh, like dance class thing mm-hmm. and the thing got knocked over by a snowplow oh man but they turned it into like a food pantry during the covid thing because i guess there was people looking for you know cans of soup and stuff like that did they also have uh, people going in there and reading a newspaper on a stick yeah. want to save a quarter well, the pol- the police department is uh, saying that this is wrong, that people are just taking the books because they know that it's common that they are sold for profit, oh. which is not in the intent for mm. the libraries. The libraries just want to pass out the free books, mm-hmm. but people are taking them and then selling them online. Yeah, well, you know what? There's always going to be someone out there to try to take advantage of a program that sounds good on its face and... Uh... That's what they've done. I don't blame them. I, I've got a whole bunch of books that I that I wish I could sell. I used to have uh, stuff that I would give away outside of my house, right? Mm. Like put it on the curb. Yeah, and then uh, and then I'd see it like two weeks later at another address at somebody else's sold, curb being sold. Being sold. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe you should have a tag sale at your house, John. Yeah, Sit no, up there I, with some card tables with a yeah. whole bunch of books. I don't, I don't even want the people who live next door to me to know that where I live. Uh, the last thing I need are strangers from around town. Well, you could wear a like a disguise and be a fake mustache. No, or? I've even, I've even had stuff. I've even given neighbors who had tag sales some stuff to sell on my behalf. But uh, yeah, these wait, books. Wait, 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 and then you keep the money? No, I actually just took a cut. Say if you're gonna do that, just say here you can sell this and make the money. Yeah, no, I think I I I don't remember. Actually, I don't remember now whether it's sold or not. I forgot. 
Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee in the black and white can. It's going to rain today. Uh, the flash flood uh, watch is in effect until 4 p.m. this afternoon for all of Massachusetts at a high of 79. Tomorrow, the sun peaks out at a high of 79. It is 69, giggity, in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth because Fogbuster is air-roasted, not drum-roasted like those other iced coffees. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew, and that's your uh, forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. Order online and pick up curbside at your local store. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 753 in Fleetwood Mac and Rock 102. Rain. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. Rain. Um, Rock 102 wants to boost your bank account this July with the Rock 102 Summer Stimulus. Built to you by uh, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. If you listen every weekday through July 30th, we're going to give away a keyword of the day. And when you hear it, you're going to want to go to rock102.com and enter that keyword for your chance to win the daily national prize of $1,000. Just talk to somebody during uh, Open Line Friday who won the $1,000. Right here. Right here. It's a national prize. Not you won bad. it right here. It's a major award. Uh, the Rock Winter Summer Stimulus brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Visit them at DaveMinerRoofing.com. It's all part of the Classic Rock Summer on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Ironically, the key word today mm. is the word sunny. Sunny. Like sunny. S-O-N-N-Y? No, it's S-U-N-N-Y. N N Y. Oh, that's weird. You don't want to. Sp- uh, you want to make sure you spell that correctly. S U N N Y, which is exactly what it is not yes. doing today. You know, uh, Cheryl Clapper, Commissioner Cheryl Clapper, is going to be on the phone with us after eight o'clock. Uh, she she just can't win. She cannot win. Mm-hmm. There's three uh, three articles on Mass Live this morning. Big stories. One about the uh, use of force policy being changed. The other about how uh, the narcotics unit is going to be turned into a gun unit. And the third article is about how uh, they have uh, found an olive branch somewhere between the police commissioner and the city council who desperately want her fired. Uh, They have found a way to work together, to cooperate. And Cheryl releases a press release yesterday talking about this gun unit and the use of force policy, and she doesn't tell the city council about it beforehand. And needless to say, they explode. Mm. So she can't win. We'll we'll talk with her. uh, But, you know, she's one of those people, again, try to be optimistic. You know, I want to stay in this job. I want to do this job. And I I know that we can. And it's like, oh, man, every time you turn around, somebody's looking for your head. Just it's yeah, I would suck. I wouldn't want to uh, work under those kinds of conditions. But no, I'm not sure what kind of conditions I really want to work in. Well, it's it's not that. That's for sure. It's uh, coming up on 7:56 on Rock 102. The Baxter O'Brien Pond. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 808 and REM and Rock 102. Sometimes, no matter how many times you try to do something right. It comes out wrong, or at least somebody's of the opinion that it wasn't done properly. On the phones right now, the uh, Springfield Police Commissioner, Cheryl Clapper. Good morning, Cheryl. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? All right. But then again, I haven't been kicked in the ass in the last 20 hours. 
But I'm getting used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you uh, don't worry, John. It's still early in the day. Yeah, that's true. It's early for you guys. You uh, come to some kind of a olive branch agreement with the city council, who who have wanted your head for a while now, uh, to to work together to create a cooperative relationship, and then unfortunately. Uh, two new announcements come out about use of force and and a new gun unit, and you release a press release before you tell the city council, and then they get all pissed off yeah. about that. Yeah, I I mean I can't win, so I just blame Ryan. <laughs> it's a good choice. It's not a bad idea. Ryan's timing on these things is, is terrible. So <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Well, explain <laughs> explain though, uh, you know what the agreement between you and the city council uh, is all about. Well, I mean, I I understand the city council. They they came out and they wanted some changes, and and uh, Councilor Ramos, the representative Ramos. He put a lot of work into it, and, and he made some recommendations, and the recommendations made sense. Some were in the works. Some needed more work and, and language that he wanted in there. And I, I just tried to explain to him last night that I understand it. Here's what I've been doing. We've been working towards that goal. I think it satisfies uh, their requests of me. But we also have to teach what Mass Police Training Council gives us for a curriculum. I'm, I'm bound by them. I'm going to be bound by this new reform bill. It's coming out, and I'm going to be bound by this new DOJ agreement when, when and if that comes out. So I just try to explain to my I take into account what they're um, asking of me, and, and if I can do it, I will. Um, and there's some things that are just going to keep changing because of all these requirements I have to meet. I'm caught in the middle of a, of a lot of demands here. I want to I want to talk uh, in a moment about the about the change from the narcotics unit to the gun unit, but I want to jump ahead first to the uh, the issue of the use of force and the chokehold. Um, yeah, I, I think the average person doesn't realize that when a police department creates a policy for weapons, uh, that's what's expected to be used until the point where an officer believes that his life is in danger. You you don't have right. a brick policy. Uh, you don't have a yep. fire poke policy, but if a police mm-hmm. officer reaches a point where he believes he's about to either become unconscious or die, he's allowed to use any weapon or any means possible. Isn't that right? That's absolutely right, and that's absolutely true. And the people, what frustrates me most, John, is the people that try to make these demands of us and, and they put put in these this language are people who probably have never fought for their life. I mean, when you're fighting for your life, yes, you're going to use whatever whatever means you have to. I mean, if a cop is fighting with somebody and he can't obviously get to his gun or his equipment, uh, then all bets are off if he's going to be killed by this person. I, I mean, I don't want to put that language where you ban anything. I, I discourage it. We don't teach it. It shouldn't be something used unless all other reasonable means are, are, are not available to you. So, But I don't want a cop to have to worry about the only thing I can do is reach up and grab this guy around uh, around his neck to save my life, but I don't want to go to jail. I mean, that's that's crazy to expect that of the officers. So we don't teach it. We we discourage it. It's not a way to restrain anybody. But you know what? If it's a fight for life and death, do what you have to do. You know, it, it's interesting. And again, this is uh, Police Commissioner Cheryl Clapper on the phone with us. You when you, we talk about uh, you know the, the agreement you have with the city council, and even when it comes to you know in, uh, you know certain rules of engagement. 
you know, for all those people that say that you should resign and and step down from your position, what people, what it sounds like, at least from what I'm hearing, is that whether it's you or somebody else in that position, you would all be bound to the same rules and the same regulations and the same laws as as any other person in your position. So it's not like Cheryl Claprood is deciding to do things this way. You're bound no. to the restrictions of your position. And I don't and I don't know if even the city council fully understands that. Is that right or wrong? That's that's absolutely right. And and when you hear that, I I just um think that they they want things where they have a little more influence. You know, I I think that's it backs more than than whether it's me or whether it's police commissioners or whatever it is. It's I get it now more than ever. When I first took over two years ago, I didn't really understand the politics of positions and what people want. You know, I, I'm just going along, and I made that firearms unit because it made sense. I mean, the paper, the headlines today is mounting scrutiny makes us make... I don't know what mountains, mounting scrutiny I was facing. I looked at a problem, and, and two, last Tuesday we had a press conference. I saw 10 guns in front of me. They were all semi-automatics. They were all high-capacity weapons. The ammunition was unbelievable. We had seven or eight people shot in a four-day time span. And I saw that as my job to come up now with an answer to deal with that. So I made narcotics into, right now, uh, they're transitioning into the firearms investigation unit. I see my job has taken care of the citizens of Springfield and my officers. So... That's why I made that decision. It, it will change nothing. It will not change a, a DOJ agreement coming up. It will not change the reform bill. It doesn't hide anything or do anything. It takes officers who are doing narcotics work and now focusing them on the major problem we got right now, and that's illegal guns. And, and I can switch over to task force for narcotics issues. And this is not a Springfield problem. This is a, this is a national okay. problem over the last year of, of these, uh, this issue with guns. But as you mentioned also, and I, and I want to try to explain, have you explain again to the civilians what a task force is. Who makes up the task force? Because I know last week you were criticized because you had not devoted an officer to the very, is it the very task force that's going to be taking over the narcotics now? No, actually I was criticized for not giving um, the DA a full-time officer in his safe task force but what i had given the da was several officers part-time they participated we did our we did a lot for Mm. for for those arrests and the da recognizes that and but i mean now if i break up uh narcotics into that firearms task force i do have a couple bodies and i can give him a full time he's going i believe um that safe task force by the da and and they're all the task force are made up of different agencies so you get you get rid of the jurisdictional problem right but they're also but they're also made up of police officers from local cities or towns that are provided to the task force for a department who can afford to lose an officer for a little while yeah you have to have the availability to say i'm reassigning this officer to this task force and and you know (laughs) You lose that officer, whatever he or she was doing for your department, and they don't. I don't think a lot of people understand the call volume in, in Springfield. I mean, the three shifts that go out in, in the city, they deal with about three hundred calls a shift. You know, and, and people can say what they want. They're trying to shift um, responsibility from the police department to different agencies. Well, that's 
didn't work well in Holyoke the other day, and, and it's still um, not really finished on the drawing board. So when people call 911, they expect us to respond. So I deal with that. Our BHN clinicians are taking a lot off our plate, and now I just see an opportunity to have uh, the narcotics raid taken off our plate because it is jurisdictional issues. It is a long investigation, and the task force have the time, the manpower, and the money to deal with that. So this is a chance for me to deal with a problem that, that's kind of edging up in Springfield. It's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm reading the Mass Live story from uh, this morning. Uh, more than 110 legally possessed guns have been seized this year so far in the city. And last year, you seized 260. So you're kind of pacing at the same the same rate you were from a year before. I mean, these these guns are obviously coming from a number of different sources. And you politically speaking, you know, we're all concerned about, you know, guns in the, in the hands of, uh, of criminals and, you know, where they're getting them. But the source of these guns, I mean, are these mostly guns that have been stolen or guns that have been imported from other areas? I mean, where are these guns being sourced from? Most are stolen back. Some are coming in from, you know, other, other areas of the country where they, they don't have the gun laws aren't as strict as, as Massachusetts, which has pretty strict gun laws. But um, the sentencing is lacking, that we have a year mandatory for carrying, and, and uh, you don't see that anymore. So that's a different issue. But, and now some of these guns are, are ghost guns where you can put them together with parts from the Internet that we're also lacking in, in, in enforcement crime, uh, enforcement laws for those type of guns. So, uh, yeah, the, the gun, and last night at five, just before I went on the public safety committee hearing the Zoom, um, Captain Keenan called me and he said, hey, your, your firearms investigation unit just got their first gun on Pearl Street and the guy had his finger on the trigger. you got to see this body-worn camera footage. So, um, I haven't gone in yet. It's not because I'm going to resign or retire. I'm just a little pokey today. <laughs> isn't Pearl Street I, where I, the I police? Isn't Pearl Street where the police department is? Yes, it is. That's right. <laughs> We're at 130 Pearl, so I, I got to go in and watch this body worn camera. And if you saw the footage on High Street, you're seeing people emboldened and brave and and, mm. and pulling guns on on officers, and it's 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 scary. You know that. You know, I, it, it's. I'm glad you brought that up because I kind of forgot about that. Uh, that was an incredible uh, piece of video to see that guy uh, on High Street waving a gun around and police who were seemingly not even trying to take cover. Someone realized very quickly, I assume, that the uh, that the the gun was empty and was locked in that position that it goes into when it fires the last bullet. And someone saw that? Yes, the, the, the two officers describe it has, and it's still quite the chance to take, but um, they saw that the clip was out of the gun and the gun was in the lockback position, which means he would have had to reach for a clip, throw it in, and just bang on that handle, and it was ready to fire. I mean, it was the restraint used by the officers and how that situation ended was, was just excellent, and I think last night at 5 I had the same thing on Pearl Street. So uh, my officers are trained well, and we certainly don't... Uh, shoot quickly we have great restraint and and we hope for the best outcome the, he could have had one he could have still had one round in the chamber and then just clicked it shut he could have but i i think if you ask the guys they saw that uh through the handle there was no clip in there so right um mm. uh, you know it was it was a chance they took i'm not sure you know many of us have watched that video and pointed out several times where we would have had to fire you know it's yeah. it's uh 
it's what they see. It's their discretion. It's it's what they felt they were comfortable with and could do at the time. And I'm I'm just so happy it worked out well. Well, I mean, this guy could have chosen to do a lot of things, but he was too busy taunting and yeah. dancing to really worry about what the cops were looking he at. Was. He really is quite a yeah. dancer. He's a though. great dancer. Yeah. You got to you got to give him credit for that. The uh, I'll give him that. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the you know local news doesn't do a lot of follow up on stories, and and by the same token, the police sometimes don't release a lot of information. The individual uh, from the other night who uh, confronted a group of bikers or, or confronted one biker and the rest of the group came back again and, and was beaten yeah. was described in critical condition. Uh, are we talking about you know, debilitating injuries? Yes, uh, he's still critical as far as I know. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's a gang thing. It's a group thing. They, they get uh, emboldened by the fact that there was uh, 10 to 15 of them and, and just two people in that car. And um, I think the DB is, is making headways with that investigation. I hope so. Um, you can't let those things continue. But, you know, it, it, it's, they intimidate you. They circle your car and, and they try to bring out that kind of behavior. And, and sometimes people are are, are tolerant and they'll still just let the, that group pass. And sometimes they're not. Well, I mean, the, 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 the problems of, uh, with these dirt bike, uh, guys, it's been going on for so long now. I think people, you know, are, are so frustrated with it. And, and, and I know you're, you're trying your best to curb it and the city is doing its, its best, but you know, clearly it's not enough. Clearly, you know, these kids don't really care and they're, they're out there and, and it's unfortunate that it takes someone to, be seriously injured as a result of that. Whether he got out of his car or or not, yeah. doesn't justify right. him being beaten no. by one of the eleven guys. By the end, no, no absolutely right. not. Well, no, I don't. No, I, I agree, and and but I think we got to hit these these guys a little bit harder with the law. I mean, I I'd like to talk to the city council, of public safety. I think it's it's going to be more. I mean, I give Orlando credit for coming up with anything to help me with the dirt bikes with that gas, but I think. I, I think really you got to look at crushing these bikes, destroying these bikes, seizing them, and I think you got to look at fines that attach to these guys uh, with their ability to, for, to get a license forever. You know, I mean, if they if they're unlicensed now, they're too young. That when they go to get one, you know what, you owe a five hundred dollar fine from when you were stopped here or there. You got you got to hurt them a little bit. Uh, more than what we're doing. But when you say seizing or destroying these, as we've said it in the past, most of these bikes, many of these bikes are stolen. Is your first attempt not to reunite it with the owner? We do. We, we, we try to reunite it with the owner, and sometimes that's successful, And but a lot of times it's not. I, I mean, because of they, they've gotten rid of the uh, serial numbers, they've put on their own parts, they've really disguised the bike from what it first looked like, so... I mean, those are the ones that we got to destroy and get rid of. Uh, they go to the uh, these auctions, and sometimes they're just recycled back on, onto a, my streets as a problem. So when you think about, unfortunately, that man that was beaten the other day, they said he was beaten with helmets. So they take yeah. off the serial number, they steal the bike, they change yeah. things, they drive erratically, but at least they yeah. wear a helmet. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be against the law. Yeah. We caught in Massachusetts without a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Springfield Police Commissioner Cheryl Clapper. It's great to talk to you and uh and don't don't let them get don't let them get to you. Oh, I'm trying, guys, and congratulations on the Hall of Fame. You guys are thank great. You. you deserve it. Good for you. Oh, thank you. All right. Thank you. It's eight. Okay.
24 with Bax and O'Brien and Rock. It's 827 with Bax and O'Brien and Rock 102. Damn. What? So, uh, Miguel, Al- Miguel uh, Almaguer of uh, NBC News is doing a story on uh, sharks. And uh, he's got this, this woman who swims. She's a diver and she swims with sharks. Beautiful. Man, if I was a shark. I, I don't think a shark really distinguishes a, a good-looking piece of chum from a next. I, I don't know about that. I mean, if I was a shark, I definitely would. Uh, you probably would not be looking you know, at humans for relationships. I might be a man-eater, but I can make an exception. Yeah. Must you sexualize everything? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You wouldn't, would you? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, no, she's a very attractive woman, but uh, yeah. so is Miguel Amaguer. <clears throat> He's, uh, hey, listen. He's as butch as they come. Well, I, I'm, I'm just saying. He's an attractive fella, and uh, the two of them are chit-chatting, probably but, uh, getting to know each other. But yeah, she's, she's swimming all over uh, the great whites, why would, why would touching somebody, them and stuff like that. You know, I, I, listen, we have a job where, you know, if you get a paper cut mm-hmm. or you stab yourself with like, a, with like a paper clip, that's about as dangerous as it ever gets. Why would anybody want to swim with sharks? Well, look at her. She's got. She's wearing a shark dive suit. Yeah, I know. I, I just don't understand. I mean, of all the things you could be swimming with, like uh, you know, guppies or you know, goldfish. I mean, that's that's a safe you know, job. Yeah. You're, you're not going to get uh, eaten to death by goldfish. Good but, luck. Good luck getting on the Today Show when you're sw- swimming with guppies. Well, I don't know if her whole life ambition is to get on the on the Today Show. I mean, it's. Obviously, she has a passion for swimming with sharks mm. without a cage or protection. Yeah. She's just, that's crazy to me. Yeah. As, well. as good looking as she may be. And she I, is. I, her swimming with sharks would uh, would be a red flag for me. That would say there's a chance this woman's completely out of her mind. But that's okay because she's smoking hot. Doesn't matter. If she's crazy, you can have her. Well, you can't because she's way out of your yeah, league. Absolutely. 20,000 leagues under out of my league. News is next to Rock 102. Hey, everybody, it's back. News. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. There's a flash flood warning in effect until 4 p.m. this afternoon for all of Massachusetts. I showed a video on the Today Show of... Mm-hmm. Uh, of the subways in New York, yeah, you know, like like just rainwater coming down those stairs, mm-hmm. flooding the whole thing out. Were all the rats coming down with the stairs with them too? Because that's usually what happens. Yeah, but uh, I didn't I didn't see any rats in the video. I assume they're probably still by the tracks. But uh, uh, subway system could use a good wash every now and then. That's the way I see it. I mean, yeah. you got to think of all that all that like like muck. Like that from all the like the exhaust and stuff, everything that's in dirty in a city. Oh yeah, and just it, washing down into one pile. That's and every any, disgusting. Anytime you're in the subway and, mm-hmm. and you're 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 looking through, uh, you're looking out the window and you see how filthy that thing is. Like, has anyone yeah. gone in there with like a scrub brush or a mop? I think they do. I think that was part of the COVID cleaning protocols that they were cleaning like everything last year. And then they're like, well, COVID's over. We can just go back to being a dirty, crappy <laughs> just, city just, again. Just let it be dumpy yeah. again. Speaking of Subway, uh, I was reminded by Facebook memories yesterday. Yes. That I met Jared Fogel like, I don't know, 12 years ago today. Really? Yeah. That uh, was today? The happier times. 
Yeah, those are the times you know, he, he wants to remember. He, before he turned into a giant... Well, he was probably already a giant scumbag. Nobody knew about it. Yet. Oh, he wasn't just... A, he didn't just become yeah. a scumbag. He, uh, he had been working on that one for years. And my joke was, Subway beat flesh. Oh, there ah, you go. Yeah. Instead of eat fresh, eat I don't even know what that Booyah. means. I just keep them rolling, Bax. You do, just keep Steve. Keep them left and right. I mean, I know you're not going on vacation, but you know when I'm going on vacation and I'm hearing you working this hard, I'm wondering hey, why. Why are we keeping you as a third wheel when you should be doing this yourself? You know, I just got an email from the uh, the boss here who says he's on vacation next week. Yes. But he's only a phone call away if you ever need anything. <laughs> like, we're not <laughs> calling you. Please. If there's an emergency here, we're calling somebody with real supervisors. Yeah, if we got if we got real problems, we're going to go to the guy higher than you. Uh, Greenfield police are investigating uh, what appears to be an act of vandalism involving a piece of public art downtown. Police received a report that one of the new bee sculptures near the corner of Miles and Main Streets had been knocked off its mounting. No arrests have been made, but police have a description of the alleged assailant. The damaged sculpture is expected to be repaired. Do we have any uh, description of this guy? Was he like a like a, dressed like a giant fly swatter Listen, or a can uh, of raid? Our in-house news service doesn't like to provide those details. It's more like a it's more like a news scavenger hunt. You know, we'll give you little bits and pieces of information, and you have to put all the p- puzzle pieces together. So of the four, this is how we get our bonuses at the end of the year. <laughs> so, in the uh, in the uh, philosophy of the who, what, when, where, why, we just do who and where. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Holyoke police arrested a shooting suspect on Wednesday and confiscated a gun after a concerned citizen called in a suspicious vehicle complaint. The department said on Tuesday. Afternoon. A call about a suspicious van operating in the Appleton and Elm Street area led to the arrest of 21-year-old Manuel Jose Dirty Sanchez of Chicopee after officers found the van parked by 145 Essex Street. A semi-automatic pistol was located in the rear of the vehicle. It was later determined a passenger in the vehicle was involved in a drive-by shooting at 177 Elm Street. Police did receive calls for shots fired, but a damaged vehicle was consistent with the bullet holes was located. On Wednesday, Sanchez was arrested by Holyoke detectives along with members of the FBI, Western Mass Gang Task Force, and other uh, agencies. Anyone with any extra information is urged to call the Holyoke Police Department. Uh, Three tipsy buffaloes blew the cover of an illegal liquor stash in India after getting drunk uh, from water in a trough that hid moonshine bottles. This is like actual buffaloes. Yes. Getting drunk. Getting drunk. I mean, I've seen people drunk at Buffalo Bills games. This is different. That would be a great name for a bar, the Tipsy Buffalo. That is a good name for a bar. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Police uh, seized a total of 101 bottles of liquor from the Buffalo stable and arrested three farmers for the illegal selling of alcohol in the dry state of Gujarat, uh, reported the Times of India on Wednesday. One of the farmers had called a vet when the buffalo stopped eating and started frothing at the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You want to have some buffalo sex? Come here. I love you, man. You're my Uh, favorite buffalo in this whole field. Hey, I'm going to... Steer you in the right direction. You see what I did there? Yeah. Uh, The next day, the buffaloes began jumping around willy-nilly and continued frothing, (laughs) prompting the farmers to call another vet. The second vet noticed a strange smell coming from the trough and discovered that the water inside had turned yellow. The farmers told them the color was from branches falling into the water, but the vet reported them to the authorities after leaving the stable because he knew it wasn't. 
just water. Is there video of these uh, buffalo jumping around? No, and this is why I tend to think this is fake news. If you don't have any kind of like visual to back this up, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, when you tell the story, it, you know, you kind of have an idea in your head of what these buffaloes must be doing. You know, wearing mm. you know buffalo lampshades in their heads, uh, you know, trying to pick up all the buffaloes. Uh, you know, arguing over whether they're good enough to have their keys in their hand. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, when the police raided the stable, they found bottles of vodka, whiskey, and other liquor worth around $430 tucked inside the trough and under some fodder. It was fodder. It was a mutter. His fodder was a mutter? What did I just say? <laughs> yeah. So basically, with all that liquor in their, yeah. in their trough, they basically made Long Island iced teas for the buffalo. <laughs> yes, they did. They, they And they got... Uh, you know, one of them, there was a long-distance phone bill on the farmer because he called his ex drunk at like 3 o'clock in the morning. He's like, I miss you. I know you're in Montana now, but I really love you, and I want to come home. And he has no recollection of that on the following day. Just going about his normal Buffalo-type business. Yeah, you got to go to the, the <laughs> mart down here. He got this pretzels and like $5. Following day, he's asking his, you know, all the other Buffaloes, man, what... What did I do last night? Oh, you caught, you were you were open up the, your phone book and calling all your contacts. You got stampeded, my friend. That, That's oh, what you got. Geez. See, like, like, see. You. Booyah! These jokes are so bovinal. Oh my god! Ah. You're on fire! Fire! Anywho, uh, uh, here's this place in uh, I think is Idaho. They, I, I'm just reading these stories because you're on vacation, and uh, when you're on vacation, I'm like on vacation. Yeah, I know. I don't really I know. have to do much around here, but sit here and push buttons next week. Nothing wrong with that. No, not really. Still but, get paid uh, the same amount, too. This is, uh, I believe, in Idaho, the Kutanani County Sheriff's Office. A man and woman were involved in a domestic dispute over dog vomit. The Sheriff's Office said either of, neither of them wanted to pick it up, so they threw it at each other. The dog vomit? Yeah. You already have it in your hand. Just bring it to the trash can. You didn't want to touch it to begin with, but now it's in your hand, and now you're throwing it at your spouse. Man, that must have been one hell of an argument. The woman was cited and released for domestic battery after she was identified as the predominant aggressor. Well, she threw the vomit at me first. He who is without sin cast the first vomit. The first (laughs) fistful of vomit. There you go. A uh, dead body was discovered Saturday inside of a doghouse at an Andover, New Jersey uh, township home, leading to the arrest of two men who allegedly moved it there. Officers were called to a home on Westview Lake uh, Avenue at noon on July 3rd after they received the report of the body. And when they arrived, members of the family that lived there told them they found the body underneath a deck in the doghouse. A deck in the doghouse? The doghouse got its own deck? How big is What kind of dog is going... Is Rowan and Deason got a good ass job? I'll tell you what, that's a, that sounds like a very impressive doghouse. Uh, according to the police, two men, Brian Cheetah Hackamabrook. Oh, sure, God, it this is. sounds fake. Yeah, it already it doesn't sound right. Uh, had uh, well, hold on, is that, uh, of, he's twenty five years old, uh, and Matthew Thomas, twenty seven, uh, had left the home before police arrived. Authorities said shortly thereafter, the pair called nine one one and said there was a body under the deck. It was unclear if either of the two men lived at the home where the body was found. Authorities allege the two men removed the identified body from the Hopatkong home after the person died from a medical emergency. What do we do with it? <laughs> I don't well, know. The doghouse is huge back there, man. We could put it under there. 
Uh, police did not immediately respond to a message seeking clarification about the timing of the alleged transfer. The car was then uh, offloaded onto the street near the uh, near the home, and the body was later moved from the trunk to the doghouse. No foul play was suspected surrounding the victim's death, but the investigation into the incident is ongoing. That's uh, a bunch of maroons. No kidding. I don't understand that. Like, I don't understand, like, if no foul play is suspected, which they can determine very quickly whether or not uh, somebody was bruised or beaten or whatever, why not just call the ambulance and say, hey, uh, this person died? In the doghouse. Right. It's like it's like a plot of a bad movie. See, to me, I, I don't know if I can say there's no foul play. How'd that guy get into the doghouse? Why is he there in the doghouse? He died anywhere else on that property, but he died in the doghouse. To me, that's suspicious. Hey, you're married. How many times have you been in the doghouse? That's a metaphorical doghouse. I've never oh, actually owned actually a doghouse. She doesn't actually send you outside with the uh, with the dog? No, no. I've never actually stepped inside of a doghouse. Hmm. And, and never have been in an argument that required me to go to a doghouse. And yet this guy dies in one. Go figure that. And you want to say, well, there's nothing to see here. There ain't nothing to see here. Uh, if I asked you how many secrets you keep from your friends and family, you'd probably either struggle to come up with one or uh, tell me to make myself comfortable while, while you went through the process of counting them all. <laughs> According to a new study, the average person keeps two secrets from loved ones, which seems kind of low because you know there are people out there who are trying to keep everything under wraps. God, Remember, there's got to be more than two. I just can't think of any. But remember the guy, like, back in April who was, he told the girlfriend, mm-hmm. we're going to get, we're getting engaged and we're going to go on this uh, this great honeymoon and right. all this other stuff. And then it turns out that as she posts the picture on Facebook, some other woman from another town sees it and says, hey. He was told me we were going to go. And then it turns out this guy was seeing like 15 different women while he was a cop on duty in this town. You remember this? I do remember this, yeah. Yeah. That's how do you you keep that balance of keeping that all a secret? I don't even know how you keep it all straight. You've got all them, all them people, you know, try, you're, you're, one, yeah, it's all secretive, but on the other hand, you're trying to. Mm-hmm. Prevent like a bunch of people from understanding from from figuring it all out. No one's that clever. The uh, person people are most likely to keep a secret from is their mother, and one in six won't even tell their deepest secret to a close friend. What's your deepest secret? You want to tell me? No, I don't. Nobody's actually. listening, so it's okay. No, it's okay, Steve. I I, I have. Uh... There I, may, there may I got or, very little to tell. There may or may not be fifty thousand people listening right now. All right. Well, let's go on the uh, let's go, let's go on the assumption that they're not listening. All right. I'm not going to tell you anything. Oh, that's your big secret. Yeah, my biggest my secret, secret is that I'm not going to tell you any of my secrets. Sadly, the most common secret people uh, keep involves their mental health, with the second most common being an embarrassing incident. I've had plenty of those. Oh, we all have. Why don't you tell me a few of them, Steve? No. <laughs> See? See? I Maybe mean, they'd be great stories. But they're for you to keep. Yeah. Those are only going to be for you. Because I had a story about the dog vomit thing, but I can't tell that story. <laughs> because it's it's just too gross. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's okay. I don't think you need to share it with us. I'll tell you that story off the air. You'll laugh at that. Oh, one. I'm sure I will. Yeah. And I'll tell you right before we come back on the air, just so you have something to laugh about. <laughs>
<laughs> How about that? Perfect. Uh, the rest of the top ten are uh, internet history, snack habits, hygiene habits, or hygiene habits. Uh, how many partners you've had, credit card statements that you've faked an illness to get out of something, an affair, one night stands, yada yada yada. Others in the top twenty-five, including smoking, drug, and alcohol habits. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to fess up to any of it, really. Well, you, sir, are uh, a good secret keeper. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like there's certain things that are none of your business or the business of an audience. I guess so. I guess I'll never know the true secret behind your... Uh... Yeah, I also don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize this Hall of Fame thing. Oh, right. You don't want to screw that up. No, it's not... Like I, you I, stuffed the ballot box at the Hall of Fame... Uh, no, I didn't stuff the, bo the box, although I would have been within my right to do so. But I, I didn't nominate myself. That's Because uh, you didn't even know you were nominated. No, I had no idea. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it's going to suck. Lots of rain today and a high of 78. Tomorrow, uh, sun could peak out for a little bit with a high of 80. It is 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. You want to keep that energy going for the summer, you're going to need to get a quality night's sleep because a quality night's sleep helps boost energy, recovery, and